Hello and welcome to the show Unbossed. We are so glad that you are here and we have Action Jackson with us today. How you doing Jackson? I'm doing well, everything's going good. I'm here in St. Louis with the family. We just been kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Technology going haywire, but we here because we mean it to be serious. Yes, (laughs) Yes, indeed. So glad glad you're still with the fam in St. Louis doing definitely. We have a great show today, despite the technical difficulties. So first up, the GOP House-led George Santos continues to defend his lies. The man is indeed a pathological liar. There's no other way to define him. Then we'll discuss, we got a w, a double WTF neoliberal coming your way. And later in the show, we got an exciting interview that you do not want to miss. Miss, don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends and your frenemies, subscribe to Unbossed, do that for us. So I got a confession to make. I mean, I never really, I mean, this is breaking news on Unbossed on TYT. I didn't say any of these things when I was running for Congress, but I just, it is my duty to tell you this right now. I was the first black woman on the moon, yep. And while running, you know, I didn't necessarily want to reveal that because I didn't want the haters to come out after me. You know how that goes, you know, I didn't want to brag. I didn't want to brag. I didn't want to exaggerate. I didn't want to fabricate. But yeah, first black woman on the moon. And you say, where are the proof? I mean, I got the moon rocks to prove it. What what proof? Look, because I said it, it must be, it must be true. Now there's somebody else that dabbles in, in falsities, and he got elected. Yeah, let's play this. I'm not a criminal, not here not abroad in any jurisdiction in the world have I ever committed any crimes. To get down to the nit and gritty, I'm not a fraud. I'm not a, a criminal who defrauded the entire country and made up this fictional character and ran for Congress. I've been around a long time. I mean, a lot of people know me, they know who I am, they've done business dealings with me. And I'm not gonna make excuses for this, but a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um, twist a little bit or ingrandiate themselves. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I'm not gonna make excuses, but I am gonna make excuses. Now just imagine if Nina Turner running for office, you know, when I told you I'm the first black woman on the moon, imagine what would have happened like right then and there, right during the process of running, what would have happened if I just kind of patted my resume in the way that this man has padded his resume. And what is his retort? I'm not a criminal. No, you're not a criminal. You're just a flat out pathological liar is what you are. But yet the man is congressman elect. I'm not sure I would have been able to get away with that. Let's put up this headline, liar rep elect George Santos admits fabricating key details of his bio. Because what's a little lie between friends? Why do the voters have to know the truth? I mean, that's just, that's not a prerequisite for running that, that the voters have to know the truth about your resume. So I've decided that, you know, hey, I was the first black woman on the moon because I could just do that. Long Island rep elect George Santos came clean to the post on Monday, admitting that he lied on the campaign trail about his education and work experience, but insisting that the controversy won't deter him from serving out his two year term in Congress. Now, let's take a look at what he lied about, shall we? He said he worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Now, I don't even know why this day and age anybody would want to brag about that, but here we are. He would have been better saying he went to the moon like me. Uh, claimed he received degrees from you know two colleges, 
University. Yeah, that's what he claimed. And then third, claimed his grandparents survived the Holocaust. Now that was the lie of lies of lies of lies on top of lies. And just really no shame about the people who do have relatives who survived the Holocaust. For him to play with that, no shame at all. So he said, I am not a criminal, Santos said at one point during his exclusive interview. This controversy will not deter me from having a good legislative success. I will be effective, I will be good. And you know what, Santos is right, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends. He is not a criminal, however, he is a pathological liar. Bolded, underscored, underlined it, say it with me, Santos is a pathological liar. One more time, Santos is a pathological liar. And he did this on purpose, this wasn't by accident. This wasn't a little bit, I kind of forgot my resume. This was a straight up, absolutely lie to the people, they'll gobble it up, that's what he did. And he also is correct when he asserts that he's not the only one. There are a lot of people who lie on their way to Congress. A former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard during an interview with Santos asked him an important question. It was a simple question, watch this. And now I want to the, put this thing past is, me so I can deliver for the American people. The thing is, Congressman-elect, uh, integrity means yes, carrying yourself with honor, but it means it means telling the truth, being a person of integrity. Of and if I were one of those in New York's third district right now, now that the election is over, and I'm finding out all of these lies that you've told, not just one little lie or one little embellishment, these are blatant lies. My question is, do you have no shame? Do you have no shame in the people well, who are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? Do you have no shame, sir? You, sir Santos, do you have no shame? That was a very important question. But guess what, he has no shame because the brother said he gonna keep on going. He doesn't, he is a fraud. The Republicans knew it from the beginning. Jackson, this was nothing about un nothing but unfettered power grab. They did not care one iota that this man was a fraud from the beginning. They knew it, they ran him anyway. And the Democrats absolutely did nothing, didn't even like double, you know, put this out in the public while this man was running. Jackson, I look, I went to the moon. I'm the first black woman. And you said you got the moon rocks to prove it. You and know I got what I'm saying? You pass it out, people smoke them moon rocks, you know what I'm saying? But but just uh, you know, it's this is like a whole nother level of line. Um, you know, people like the typical types of lies we see on campaigns would be like what people are running on, what their plans are, when they're gonna be in office, stuff like that. But people typically don't lie about where they went to school, who their family is, where they go to church, where they used to work, because these types of things can be validated rather easily, actually. Um, you know, which goes to show that um uh how easily people can slip under the radar just because you know you don't necessarily have experts paying attention. There's so much going on, which also calls for maybe we need a little bit more federal oversight or more, yeah, bet, exactly, just more proper vetting of candidates so stuff like this doesn't happen. Because unless he's physically forced out of office through litigation, he may serve his term. And he, you know, I think this will kind of become the, he'll be the, like the butt of the joke of this, like, oh yeah, that guy George Santos. But I mean, if he doesn't get kicked out of office, then he'll serve his term. And we know that he absolutely has no shame. Even Tulsi Gabbard and Fox News is roasting him about it. Come on, they are, and he will serve. The GOP is kind of mum on this. And I read some articles where it was very clear, Jackson, that they knew that this man fabricated. No, we don't call that fabrication, just straight up. 
lied is what this man did. Yeah. Now my stunt double made a statement about this on Twitter. <laughs> Let's see what she had to say about it. If every member of Congress that lied to voters to get elected had to resign, there would be a bipartisan mass resignation. Amen to that stunt double, you got that right, yes you did. We will keep an eye on this story. Santos is probably most likely not going anywhere. There needs to be a recall. The people who lose out the most are the voters of that district who he deceived. And the fact that that, that GOP leadership is mum on it tells us all that we need to know. Just total disrespect for the voters of that district. Santos, Woo, baby, you a pathological lie. You put pathological in lie. Okay, when we look up the word pathological in the dictionary, yeah, there gonna be several folks next to you, baby. But you at the top of the list for now. Santa he a synonym. He the first synonym. No, we cannot. All right, Macy workers are on strike, and this is happening in California. 400 Macy workers have started a two-day strike in San Francisco. In, in California, uh, in San Francisco over low wages, poor working conditions and the lack of acceptable health care. The things that workers strike about wages, benefits and work conditions. Does, does this sound a little familiar to you? The strike comes during the busiest shopping time of the year. The United Food and Commercial Workers offers offer of a dollar pay raise over the next three years was unacceptable. They are calling on shoppers to boycott Macy's. So the union president, John Noon says that Macy's offer of a dollar pay raise over the next three years was unacceptable. And they are calling on shoppers to boycott Macy's. Listen, you don't need that extra stuff. And if you do need it, go somewhere else. Let's show some solidarity with the workers of Macy's in San Francisco. They saying, don't go to Macy's, baby, don't go to Macy's. Now, what the company is offering is completely insufficient to what the workers had to go through for the last three years. The wages are inadequate, the healthcare is really bad. And that's coming from John Nunes, the UCFU union president. And here, what the workers are striking for, higher wages that reflect the high cost of living in San Francisco. San Francisco, should we know, is one of the has one of the highest living rates in the country. Cost of living, improved safety standards, better store and worker security, fair and affordable family health care, appropriate staffing levels. I mean, Jackson, we we've heard this this sad song over and over and over again. Yep, and you know, just like you said, it's just another day at the office. Um, you know, this is what corporations do to cut costs so they can increase profits for shareholders. We're seeing this uh, right now with Southwest, for example. My flight tomorrow uh, got canceled. Thousands of flights got canceled, whereas other airlines aren't seeing the same type of um, you know um, steep and and just being uh, understaffed. Uh, companies, they cut their staff, they fire workers, they buy their own stocks. And at the beginning of the year, they sell those stocks off so that people can profit. And this is just Macy's getting caught with their pants down once again. So I definitely agree. I think we should shop elsewhere. Um, and importantly, this is why it was very important for the Biden administration to really be behind uh, the railway workers. Come because on. it would have helped to prevent stuff like this a little bit, you know, not fully, but a little bit just to set the tone more to say, hey, the federal government is watching and we're going to do something about it if you're ripping off your workers. But, you know, when the whole corporate America saw that Biden caved on that, uh, you know, that's just giving them more uh, encouragement to keep on stiffing their working class. That is exactly right. And Cave, Jackson, you being awfully kind, he totally sold out 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a better word. 100%. (laughs) By doing so, you're right. It impacts every other worker. And speaking of Southwest, the federal government needs to put the hammer down on them. But what did Secretary of Transportation Buttigieg do? Play games with these fools. And look what is happening. Thousands of people impacted. It's a ripple effect all over. We're gonna we're gonna cover that at some point this week, uh, Jackson. I can't wait. Now, oh yeah, definitely. What, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jackson. Oh no, I'm just saying it. De- de- definitely cover it uh, throughout the week because you know it, it just as more people's uh, flights are backed up. I'm lucky. I, I I can work from anywhere with Wi-Fi. But a lot of people are having to rent cars to get back home to get to work, so it's really problematic for a lot of people. Yeah, very much so. We'll keep an eye on this. Union workers in San Francisco's at Macy's, hey, we rooting for you. If you live in San Francisco or you visit in San Francisco, do not shop at Macy's. Show solidarity with the workers. Oh my God, we got a WTF neoliberal moment. We will now kneel. Miss Cinema, Miss Cinema, no. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. We got a double header for you today. This is, check out the headline. The headline speaks for itself. I don't even, I'm gonna need my fire extinguisher. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. Joe Biden to spend New Year's holiday with family in the US Virgin Islands. This as a winter storm continues to hit hard. Watch this. The cold Christmas storm bringing heavy snow, strong winds and brutal temperatures. New England's deep freeze seen its coldest Christmas Eve high temps since 1975. New Jersey had its coldest day Friday in nearly four years. Central Park's high, just 15 degrees. And this morning, Buffalo still reeling from a historic blizzard. It is devastating. It is going to a war zone. Overnight, Western New York's death toll climbing. Nationwide, now nearly 50 deaths blamed on the past week's winter weather. Truly WTF neoliberal. Now, I have told the president time and time again, Jackson, to gas up the jet, but this is not what I had in mind. I want him to gas up the jet and go to West Virginia, Arizona and set cinema straight, mansion straight. But oh no, he picks this time to gas up the jet to go to the US Virgin Islands. Most American, no American has the luxury of gassing up Air Force One and going to the US Virgin Islands. Let's put up this headline, thousands of canceled flights, cap holiday weekend of travel nightmares. Jackson, you're caught up in that right now, what say you? Well, you know, I think that, I mean, not just up there that we looked at in the uh, Northeast, but even here in St. Louis and Missouri where I'm at, it was negative five in uh, New Orleans, it was 21 degrees. You know, so uh, unfortunately, I think that Joe Biden has kind of given up on his efforts moving forward into the second half of his administration. I think the argument is on the Democrat side. So we've done what we can do. Now we don't have both chambers of Congress. We don't have a supermajority, so we really can't pass anything. And unfortunately, that's also going to allow for counter arguments to, oh, well, you all criticize Ted Cruz for doing it, but it's okay if Biden does it. And he can't really say, well, it's a little bit different because the entire nation is facing this. So this is an example of how the Democratic Party can give the Republican wins where they really just don't deserve them. This is straight up hypocrisy, just flat mm-hmm. out. As people are suffering, I mean suffering. People have died all over this country. Buffalo is still suffering right now, and 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 this president gases up the jet to go to the United to the U.S. Virgin Islands. He couldn't gas up the jet 
to take it to cinema or mansion, but he gasses up the jet to go to the US Virgin Islands when people are dying and people have died. Babe, let's put up this headline. This does reek, Jackson, of what Ted Cruz did in 2021 when Texas faced his own winter storms. That Ted Cruz says leaving Texas during winter disaster was obviously a mistake as he returns from Cancun. First spotted at an airport by a social media user who posted this photo, there was an immediate outcry overnight that a US Senator would travel out of state amid the worst storm in many Texans lifetimes. We can say the same thing, but this president, he personifies WTF neoliberal like no other person. And let's put this up because Biden is apparently using this vacation to mull over his 2024 run. The truth comes out. Senior administration officials once viewed this week's tropical escape as a crucial juncture that would play a major part in deciding his political future. And while the president does still plan to, to mull with his family the pros and cons of mounting a reelection bid, people who have discussed the matter with him lately say the decision is essentially made. W Man, y'all need to underscore, underline, bolded message in the bottle on the train. This is the ultimate, and I mean the ultimate, WTF neo liberal. I told you we had a double header. We got, we have to do the double header tomorrow on that, baby. We will. But listen, I, I need my fire extinguisher. We gonna, we'll be right back. Sister got to cool off. Don't you go nowhere. Welcome back to the show, my favorite part. Let's read a, a few viewer comments. But before that, you need to check out the Twitchuation room that comes on right after Unbossed. Don't you, Francesca, you don't want to miss it. She's going to do the thing. And then we got Turks and Jerks. You don't want to miss that either. They're going to, at the end of the year, Turks and Jerks, and they're giving away Shop TYT prizes. 20 random people can participate and win. So go to tyt.com slash polls, tyt dot com slash polls. Do that, won't you? All right, here we go. TYT members, Vicky, stunt double always keeps it real. Thank you for that, big Vicky. Yes, she does. On Twitch, Overseer Dixon. Hey, Overseer Dixon. Hope you and your family had a great holiday. Oh, hell yeah. Nina and Jackson, like the other great Miss Turner says, you're simply the best. Oh, love you both. Keeping the keeping the good fight. And that reference that Overseer Dixon made was about none other, Tina Turner herself. We had a song, Simply the Best. We received that. And on YouTube Super Chat, Panic Boo, Nina and Jackson. Yes, did I need this energy? Yes. Thank you, Panic Boo. Thanks to each and every one of you who commented, all of our viewers, everything that you do to keep TYT buzzing along. We couldn't do what we do without you. And thank you so much for supporting Unboss. So now, do I have an interview for you? This person is a colleague. He's a friend, he is. He stands up, he tells it like it is. He has written fiction and nonfiction, and he is the guru of the whiteboard. All you gotta do is go on Twitter and see Professor Pepper doing his thing. He is the former chair of the Ohio Democratic Party. We both served that served together, lifting the Ohio Democrat. I know it's so it's hard for folks to, to know that. But yes, even though I fuss about the Democratic Party, yes, I served in leadership side by side with this man. We won an upset election. I have to tell you that story at another time. But the one and only David Pepper. Pep, how you doing? I'm great. Good, good to be with you again. Oh my God, it's so good having you here. I'm gonna have to have if you I, on regularly. Next time you come, you gotta bring the whiteboard. That's true. That yeah. I think that was now six or seven years ago that we did that. That's incredible. 
Time it was incredible. Yeah, we did some incredible transformative yeah. things too. Yes, we did. Yeah. So Pep is in the, well, he's not there now, but he hails from the Queen City of Cincinnati, the Natty as we call it uh, here in Cleveland, but so glad to have him on. So now Pepper, you you do a lot of whiteboards and you know all of that kind of stuff. And you contend, because this is what your book, you contend that one of the greatest threats to democracy is the shenanigans, my words, going on in the state houses across this country. Ours is the poster child. The Ohio General Assembly is a poster child for those shenanigans. You wrote a book about it. And why should folks care about who is elected on the state level as, as much as they do, if not more, of, about those who Run who uh, run and win congressional seats, and let's yeah, put up well, the cover of, of your book. Let's put that up. Thank you. Well, you know it because you fought the battle that it's it's the states and state houses that shape our country's democracy. Frankly, more than Congress. Um, you, you that, that's that's where they can determine who votes, when they vote, how they vote, how they register, how they're purged. How long they have to vote? How many drop by? That's all done by state house members that most people don't know. Um, and then they also, in many states, are the ones who draw the lines, the the districts. And so they can choose: do we have a competitive democracy where the voters have a choice, or do we lock in extremism where the voters can't do anything about it? And and in states like Ohio, they choose the latter. And so one of my eternal frustrations is that the far right knows this very well. And they have focused on these states and state houses for years. And you saw it when you were there. But on on the, the, the pro-democracy side, which I hope is more than just Democrats, it's a broader spectrum. They don't they we we only we kind of fall for the bright, shiny object of Congress and US Senate. And we very rarely are smart enough. Although the last election there were some breakthroughs in some states. We have allowed them to dominate at the level of politics that shapes democracy itself. And that's why even when we think we're winning, we haven't been winning. Because they are they are in a position to write rules that crush democracy. And they're in a position to draw districts that basically eliminate representation from government at multiple levels. So the book Laboratories of Autocracy walks through how in a lot of states that's happening and it's still happening right now. Yeah, it, it is. And and you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, one of the other questions I had was about that bright, shiny object as the con you know, known as the Congress, and how most media outlets, especially especially national, they really gravitate and are so fixated on the federal level. And you remember the first big shellacking, and I'm using President Obama's words, that Democrats got. That wake up call was in 2010, where over a thousand seats were lost, you know, from the Congress, the state houses, governor mansions, all over this country. And you would think that we, especially Democrats, but you're right, everybody should care about whether or not we have a robust democracy. But Democrats, as a matter of tactical, as you know, practical and tactical, mm -hmm. would have gotten a clue about that, but they have not. And so we find ourselves with, especially like in our state, Republicans have a supermajority. They had supermajorities when I was there. They have even more of a supermajority right now, and they are able to really turn back the hands of time 
if right. you will, with the power that they have on the state level of government. And so you are known as the whiteboard guru, the whiteboard professor. I, you know, I just want to know how did you come up with the idea of using the whiteboard to drive home your public lessons? Because now right. you are a professor for not just the nation. I mean, anybody across the the world can pick can look at that because of social media. But before you answer that question, question I want our viewers to watch, take a look at this. Uh-oh. It's an ongoing debate. Is Ohio a red state, a purple state, a blue state? The answer we'll tell you from Ohio is it's gotten harder to win. You have to run a perfect race as a Democrat to win Ohio. But a lot of the reason it's gotten harder is that we're a rigged state more than we are a red state. And I want to walk through the math of that real quick because there's a current bill in front of the governor on his desk that just passed the state house and senate that shows how brutal the math is when they start suppressing Ohio voters. We are a rigged state more than a red state. And I know we're running out of time and that's why I'm gonna have you back. But yeah, why the whiteboard? Yeah, you know, it, it. I didn't mean to start this thing, but one day I was so frustrated about one thing that was happening. I thought this whiteboard can explain it well. So I, I used that and I can tell almost immediately people gravitate to that. But I wanna say something that's very clear uh, that, that, that I think it's lost, I wanna make very clear. The reason they started, and you fought this fight as forcefully as anybody in Ohio, the reason they started suppressing and gerrymandering was that the Obama coalition in 2008, that diverse coalition turned Ohio blue, not just for Barack Obama, but at the state house level. And Republicans, it so scared them that they have been attacking early vote, they've been purging voters, and the repeated target is always voters of color, young voters, the coalition that knocked them out of power in Ohio. So that when you were a senator, I don't think you were a senator yet actually, but we had the state house majority in 2009 and 2010. And they were so freaked out by that. that I was they there. Been, yeah, they have, I can't, the yeah, yeah. they have been damaging and attacking nonstop the coalition that turned the state blue. And that's why people say, come on, you're, a, you're, a, you're not a red state. I'm like, they systematically took apart the coalition that that knocked them out of power again. It wasn't just for the White House that they were frustrated. They were frustrated that at one moment we had a governor and we had a state house, even though they had gerrymandered 01. We won the state house in 2008 because of the Obama coalition. So the 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 thing in that whiteboard I go through, and what the good thing with the whiteboard is I can go through numbers and explanations in a way that often get lost. Otherwise, people like to see what you write up on a board, apparently. But but the the it's not just been sort of random voter suppression. It's very specifically targeted, and that is the parallel back to Jim Crow. Yes, it is. That's what let they they were offended that newly registered black voters, former slaves, had led to a coalition power in the South and all those states. So they directly targeted that population in yeah. the 1880s and 90s. And this was my first whiteboard is about. And the pattern couldn't be more similar in a lot of states, whether it's Georgia or Texas or Florida, Ohio. It's specifically aimed at the Obama coalition. I, I call it, it's, it's, it's the next generation now. But that's what they've done and the whiteboards and other things and I've written try and explain that to people. And by the way, one of the reasons why why the censorship is so dangerous in banning of books is they're trying to erase the parallels that are otherwise so clear once you dig into history just a little bit.
That is exactly right. And you you remind us so well uh, that that whiteboard suits you. Professor Pepper, and we are going to have you back on Unboss. Really, really, truly appreciate you. And if you want to follow attorney, professor, former chair of the Ohio Democratic Party, David Pepper's whiteboard, go on Twitter at David Pepper, or you can stop by my stunt doubles at Nina Turner. I retweet him often. He is doing a service to all of us in this country by pointing this out. We have got to focus more on state houses in the United States of America. Well, that is it for us today. Thank you for working through our technical difficulties with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Now, you know what I want you to do about this time. I want you to keep the faith. Always, always, always keep the faith. But you got to marry that faith with some fight. Sending you love. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, Give us a five-star rating.